Hey, you're listening to the Homestead Mentor Radio Show. This is our first episode, and this is our jingle. Slot the hogs, half the trees, feed the chickens, check the bees, aquaponics off the grid, solar power, feed the kids, firewood, rabbit stew, vermiculture garden. Two, that's the life on the homestead as we know it. That's the life on the homestead as we know it. On homesteadmentorradio.com. Hey, so again, welcome to the first show. Uh, again, my name is Doug. Um, so this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. So I'm a little nervous, although I don't see anyone out there listening live at the moment, which is probably good for me. But uh, what I wanted to do is, is go through uh, a few bullet points here of what the show is going to be about, uh, who I am, and, and then maybe a little bit of a discussion on a particular topic that I found I think would be of interest uh, to uh, anyone who would listen to a show like this. Um, hang on. Okay. So um, what is the show? Well, Homestead Mentor and Homestead Mentor Radio, the whole concept here is uh, really more of a community, I think, to, to bring folks together to uh, have a discussion um, about all things homesteading. So um, animal husbandry, uh, gardening, herbs, um, homeschooling, self-sufficiency, preparedness, uh, you name it. Uh, this is kind of the um, a place where we can come together and chat about these things and learn from one another. The the true genesis of this goes back to um, 1987, my freshman year of college, where I had this strong draw to leave school and buy a few acres of land in the wilderness <laughs> and uh, and live off the land. Well, uh, all these years later, um, never did do that, but now live on a, a large uh, chunk of land, about 180 acres, and are, we're starting to um, kind of take a step back and start to develop that homestead. And we have uh, some animals, we have uh, chickens and uh, cows and pigs, uh, we have gardens, um, but nothing on the scale that, that we're, we're endeavoring to, uh, to garden. But the main thrust um, of our efforts right now is developing and executing a plan to produce all of the food that the, our family will need. And there are seven of us, five children and two adults, all the food that our family will need for one year. Um, that's really the, the centerpiece of what Homestead Mentor is. It's an opportunity for us to share what we're learning, but also to learn uh, from you and to um, get some direction from uh, others, because obviously we don't know everything. This is the first time we've attempted to do something on this scale. We're, we're not uh, long-term professional gardeners. We're not master gardeners, if you will. Um, so there's a lot here that uh, we're hoping to learn. But this is really just a forum for us to, to share. Um, I think we've already shared a little bit about who I am. Um, and I'm sure as we go along, we will uh, we'll learn more uh, about each other. So a couple of, of notes here. One is there's a way to participate in the show. And that is, right now at least, it's through the, uh, the chat window on the MixLR app. So if you mix LR, yeah, MixLR chat. So if you go out to that uh, the show page, 
there's a, a way for you to to join in the show via chat. But the way that actually I would prefer if uh, folks would join, it's kind of a plug for the Gab Dissenter browser. Um, if you go out to Gab and you, one of the applications I think they have in the side, uh, left side column, uh, it says Dissenter browser. It's, it's a really good browser. It's fast. Um, it's, it blocks a lot of the, uh, the tracking apps. Um, so it's, it's good in that regard. But also, uh, one of the neat things is, is no matter what web page you are on, it has a comment and a live chat window. So if you go to the homesteadmentor.com uh, homepage, and in the right-hand side, there's a button that says, listen to the live show, and you click that, uh, then if you have the Dissenter browser open and you click on the Dissenter in the upper right-hand corner of the browser, um, you can join in with anyone else who's on uh, that page at the moment. And during the show, we can have a chat. And in fact, we can have an ongoing chat uh, even outside of the show. So that's a pretty neat, neat thing. So those are the two ways right now. Again, the uh, Dissenter app chat window uh, on the webpage of this particular show. So this is the, the uh, February 1st, 2021 episode. Um, and then the other way is on the MixLR chat app. Coming soon, once I get my wits about me and um, maybe a little bit of the nerves behind me and a little bit better at uh, this broadcasting thing, we will uh, have uh, live call-in so that you'll be able to, to, to call into the show and we can talk uh, live. Uh, of course, once we start having some guests, that will become, uh, I think, more important as folks will probably want to to chat with the guests or ask questions of the guests. Okay, so I think I've covered. I've got my welcome. Oh, um, how often? So the show is going to be daily. I'm thinking it's going to last uh, 30 minutes. We'll see where it goes as time goes along. And again, as guests um, start being on the show, we might extend that beyond a half hour. But my thinking is... Um, a half hour is probably about right. Uh, so if you've got a little bit of time to, to settle in for the evening, then a half an hour is probably not too much. Uh, beyond that, it might get a little taxing. So uh, we're, we're thinking an hour, and it will be a daily show Monday through Friday. Okay, no Saturdays, no Sundays. All right, so introduction. I've already kind of introduced who I am. I live on a 180-acre uh, cattle ranch with some hogs and some chickens and some gardens and some kids. I think we have uh, two, well, actually we have three uh, cats that we feed. I think there's probably about three or four more cats on the property that are feral and take care of themselves. We do have a little dog, uh, so we've got a lot going on. Um, our children are ages uh, from 2 to 13. Um, and obviously if I was a freshman in college in 1987, you can kind of guess how old I am. So that's a little bit about me, and again, I look forward to sharing more um, as time goes on. But what I wanted to talk about tonight is um, is related to uh, what it is that we're trying to do, which is raise all of our own food. And you know, as I was thinking about this, um, I got to thinking in the business world. By the way, my background is really in uh, process uh, and and management consulting. So. I'm a Six Sigma black belt, um, and you'll probably pick up, uh, uh, you'll learn a lot that I like numbers, I like models, 
Um, and so a lot of what we do, a lot of uh, what we're doing with this plan is modeling. Uh, and we're going to make, we're going to share those with you as well. But uh, spent a lot of time in the business world. And one of the things that I noticed is that uh, in, in the business world, we outsource uh, a lot of our uh, work. And typically the reason we outsource work is, is a cost um, savings. It's a, it's a cost play. Um, and I think, uh, unfortunately, I think we do that sometimes in our own life. So if we think about some of the things that we outsource as families, so uh, we'll outsource our schooling, our education, unless, of course, you're homeschooling or unschooling uh, or anywhere there in between. If uh, your children are going to a private or a public uh, school, then you're outsourcing the education. And by the way, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just pointing it out that it is something, it's an outsource. You're trusting someone else or you're paying someone else to, uh, to teach your children. Uh, transportation, especially if you live in a large city, you, you're outsourcing your transportation. Um, the subway, the bus, the rail, um, you're, you're trusting someone else to provide for you uh, the transportation that you need uh, on demand. Another example, um, now I would suspect that most of the people listening to this type of a show, this, may, this wouldn't be true, but it's possible, um, but we outsource our security. Uh, we trust that when we dial 911 that uh, the police will respond in a timely manner. Um, but I think if anything, uh, 2020 has taught us that that isn't necessarily so. Um, and so, uh, but outsourcing of our security is another. And then the one that I'm really going to focus in on is we outsource the, um, uh, our food, the procurement of our food. And if you think about it, when you outsource something on a cost basis, there is an incentive for the schools to save money while producing the product that you're paying for, right? So their margin is in what it costs them to produce the education versus what you pay for that education. So it, it behooves them to reduce the amount of cost or to increase uh, the, uh, their charges to you, right? And the same thing is true with transportation. So um, they don't go out and buy uh, Ferraris to drive everyone around. They're, you're, you're driving in large buses or you're driving in um, or riding on rails or riding on subways where there, it's mass transportation. And that is typically because it is more cost effective. And so wherever they can reduce cost uh, and still maintain the same uh, charge, then they'll do so. And the same thing is true with security. Um, but let's, let's focus in on food. Do you really want someone whose uh, primary driver is that margin to produce your food? So their job is to produce food that you will eat uh, and pay for at a lower and lower cost. Now, most of us aren't food scientists. We're not nutritionists. So we certainly don't have the equipment at home to test uh, the nutritional content of the food that we're purchasing. But I suspect if we did, and I think we all know this, that if we did, we would find that the food and the nutritional value of that food in today's world compared to, say, 50 years ago, is significantly, uh, it's, it's a poor quality 
product. And it's no wonder it's so inexpensive to produce. See, the truth is, the effort required to produce all of our own food is going to be substantial. It is more than a part-time job. It will require um, everyone's contribution. So in, in my seven-person family, the only one that I think that will escape uh, the helping is the two-year-old, and he probably won't escape it for long. Uh, and we'll probably find something for him to do. But the effort is going to be substantial. To plan, start from seed, uh, transplant, grow, weed, um, harvest, uh, you know, save the seed for the next year. All of these activities are, are time-consuming. Not, not, not terribly expensive, but time-consuming. If I were to hire someone to do these things at a fair wage, um, it would be very expensive. So you have to ask yourself, if it would be so expensive to hire someone to raise my food to feed me, and yet I can go to a grocery store and buy a bag of corn for 99 cents, and to be honest, I'm not sure if that's a true price or not, but... The, the point is, is that the cost of that corn is much less than if we hired someone to raise that corn for us. You have to ask yourself why. Um, well, when you look at the huge factory farms, then the scales of economy uh, are at play a factor, but also the quality of the food uh, plays a factor. So it got me to thinking. So I've been thinking that you know, the closer we are to God's creation, the closer we are to God. And the further, so obviously then the further away we are from God's creation, the further away we are from God. And if you think about um, very poor countries where the, the people still raise a lot of their own food, um, these typically are people who have, have great faith and they are closer and have a deeper relationship um, with Jesus than the typical um, American family who is, is so separated from, from our, uh, from our agricultural roots. So the more we participate in his creation, the deeper our relationship. Now, again, I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad, um, I'm just pointing out that I think there's a benefit if you're raising your own food and you know, you're kind of in tune with the cycles of nature and you're in tune with the seasons and you're eating foods in season or you've, you've um, stored away foods uh, for the winter that were produced uh, locally and on your, on your own farm by your hands. Um, and, and we're relying a little bit more on God's grace to help us produce that food than we are the grocery store to provide it. Um, it seems to me that that is, it, it, it's, it's more in line with, I think, what we should be doing. Which makes me think that, you know, when we outsource, outsourcing is really an exercise in faith. And I don't know about you, but 
I'll outsource the weather <laughs> to God, the amount of rain, um, uh, and, and and gardening practices and, and things. I'll outsource those uh, to to His will before I would um, food being mass produced. Uh, and and preservatives added and boxed and it just there's so many things about this that just don't seem right and I think um, you know considering the current circumstances this show is not intended to be political although there will be times that that we'll talk about political topics um, but consider circumstances today where um, let's take Gab for example. Uh, I think I read today that Gab was saying that they've lost uh, one of their banks. Um, I will no longer um, allow them to bank with them. And uh, there were several vendors that have walked away. And I think they even said their accountant walked away. Um, it strikes me as uh, we're, we're in a culture right now that is, is not very stable. Um, and I can't think of uh, anything more important than your ability to to eat food or to you know water and food and shelter uh, and love. So um, anyway, my thinking here is don't outsource your food. Certainly don't outsource all of it. There's benefits beyond um, just the actual practice there's uh, again like i said being in tune with the, the cycles of nature and paying attention to the seasons you start to notice i was uh, on a couple of the the groups today and people are already going through their catalogs and they're very excited about um the the you know someone said it's next month is spring uh, it is next month is March and it'll be spring. Now it'll feel like winter still, but it will be spring. And, and there's just something about that closeness to uh, producing our own food that I think we can all benefit from. And I think that's my topic that I wanted to talk about. So I'll get better at this. Uh, forgive me for stumbling around. Uh, it's not easy. I'm saying, uh, a lot. I'll practice on that. I'll stop saying, uh, I'll, I'll get there by week three. All right. So st stick with me through the Oz, uh, for another two weeks and four days. Okay. And I'll stop saying, uh, guests. So if you are, or if you know anyone who is an expert in gardening, preparedness, animal husbandry, preserving, homeschooling, any of the topics that you would typically think of as homesteading, um, let me know. Reach out. I'd like to, uh, if, you have a, if you have a blog or a YouTube channel, not a YouTube channel because we don't do YouTube, <laughs> but if you have a blog or a, a video channel that... Uh, you are sharing these sorts of things with folks. I'd like to interview you. And again, uh, there's a lot that I can learn, but also uh, build an audience with it. We can, we can share uh, what we're learning together. So reach out. I'll put a contact on the webpage so that you can reach out if you're interested in that.
Okay, what else? Let me check my notes here. Okay, so we covered that. I'll get better at show notes too. Oh, one of the, the quick comment that I wanted to make was, you know, when you think about outsourcing, all this technology and all this outsourcing that we've been doing, it's supposed to have made our lives a lot easier. But I wonder if in the end what we've done is we've just enslaved ourselves to a system that is it's far removed from the creator and it's becoming more and more far removed, right? So here we are, we have our Apple iPhones, we have our, our internet, but we're working hours to have these things. And to what end? What are they giving us that um, being out in the field and looking up at the stars and the quiet moment with the birds and maybe the, the deer that are roaming through the field, what, what do we get from all of that technology that we wouldn't, that we could, that we wouldn't get from, from being out tending the land? I suspect for most of the folks that are listening to this, you're already on board with that. But just to kind of reinforce that we are kindred spirits, that's kind of where I'm coming from. I've lived in the, in the world, in the corporate world. Um, and if there's anything I wish I would have done, I wish I would have listened to that voice in, from 1987 um, many years ago. But having said that, my wife and children would not be part of my life. I, I suspect they wouldn't be part of my life. So all things, uh, f- you know, there's, a, there's a reason for all things. So I'm happy with that. Anyway, I'm finding myself starting to ramble. So you, it's amazing how uh, 21 minutes and 52 seconds of the show, it seems like it's taken uh, you know, an hour. I thought I had enough material for uh, an hour and then I was going to have to crunch it down. The truth is... Um, nerves probably prevented me from getting to a lot of the, the points that I wanted to make or certainly making them eloquently. I feel like I am uh, tongue-tied most of the time. So again, give me, give me a few weeks um, to get rid of the ums and to fill the show with value. My goal really is, is to provide both here and on the, the Gab TV show um, is to provide real value to, to you so that if this is something you're interested in, that you can uh, actually use what what I'm producing, or if you're just uh, following along, that you can enjoy the journey with us. So tomorrow at 9.30 p.m., we will do another episode. And on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, we'll do another episode all at 9.30, 9.30 to 10 o'clock uh, Eastern Time. And until then... I'll leave you with some Bach Prelude in C minor. <laughs>